Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and look at all the power in that. You can meet people, you can go places, you can try things to enhance and make the journey fun, and you are in for a super big treat today. Summer Watson is on Boost Power Podcast, and the crowd goes wild. (laughs) Welcome, Summer. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you, Betsy. Well, I tell you, I've done this before, and you guys know that Amy Schuber and I became very best friends because I went on Amy's podcast, Amy came on my podcast, and Amy had a dream of having retreats, and I said, well, I have a retreat center. Next thing you know, Amy had her first retreat, so I love how the podcast community can come together to help each other, uh, to make friends, and to save the world. And speaking of people who save the world, Summer has got such a pedigree, I could spend this entire 30 minutes just reading her accolades, but... Not only is she an author and a podcaster and a TV show host, she produces live events. She's got a a doctor of psychology, and she's an empowerment and a success coach. And all of this with a background of a family serving our country and my favorite thing, military spouses and military families. So I know um, I could go on, but let's just go a little bit back and let the listeners Uh, get to know you, Summer. So tell us a little bit about your history and your story, uh, because who you are today as a servant of this world and as a catalyst for success is unbelievable. So let's talk a little bit about how you got there. Okay, where do you want me to begin? That's just such a uh, yeah, it's a wide topic. So it all began in a small hospital. Or sometimes I say conception would be more interesting. Okay, no. Oh, boy. Uh, no. Okay, really. Um, talk about what I like to hear about is like in your childhood, did you grow up, you know, like were you planted and nurtured and told, you know, go for it? Were you, you always innovating as a, young, a youngster? Where was this um, spark? Where did it come? Well, I think there's two different uh, two different things I always think about. So our learned resiliency and innate resiliency, right? So when I look at people and humans, I'm thinking, well, were they born with it or did they learn it? And so I would say for me, it was both. So when I was six months old, and we're going way, way, way back. That's the way back machine for sure. (laughs) Six months old is the way back machine. Yes. And I have to tell you this because... When I was six months old, my mom and dad, they were young parents. So my mom was 19 at the time and my dad was 21. They had my brother at 17 and my dad was 19 at the time. And so, yeah, they were young parents. And I think they really just kind of matched up because of passion. And so when I was born and six months into that, I wasn't doing well as a child and I was, I was getting rather sick and, and my mom knew that I wasn't doing well. And she'd take me to the doctors. As I said, she was a young mom and they would turn her away and just say, ah, she's got the stomach flu. Oh, she's got this. Oh, she's fine. She's got a cold. Well, what ended up happening was a few days after that, my mom rushed me to the emergency room. And what they found through exploratory surgery is that I actually had a hole in my small intestine. Oh, goodness. Everything 
that I was eating everything that I was consuming. And my mom said, here's the problem. You were a good baby. You were always happy. Even when you were sick, you were always smiling. You were always laughing. You, your disposition just was always good. And she said, so you kind of fooled those doctors. And so you were sick. You were really sick and you were septic. And so you were in the hospital for, for weeks. And so I was in the hospital and I was a fighter. My mom said, even when you got released from the hospital, you needed 24 hour care. Your intestines were outside of your body so that the rest of your body could heal, you know, from the, the, the Ooh, bacteria yeah. and infection. She said, you had a tough time of it. And throughout that, with that one surgery, came multiple surgeries. So I have to say throughout my life, and I never knew when they were going to happen because as I grew, adhesions grew within me. So I would say that, you know, I was a fighter from early on. I was somebody who bounced back, who just had a drive in them to want to be here and to want to make a difference. And every time I was in that hospital, I was really blessed with having really great care and nurses and doctors and folks around me that cared about kids. And I saw this, and this was a great model. And I love that. And I knew at that point that I wanted to do something with my life where I wanted to give back. And I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician. And no, it's yeah. not because I didn't, I, it was just, that wasn't my calling. I went into psychology. I went into mental health. I went into helping people who were in emotional distress. Wow. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because I had that snowmobile accident in my life and had, you know, a very big dramatic change in how life works, right? Um, No follow-up surgeries, but lots of rehab and lots of inability to do some things. And people that don't have anything ever happen, it's interesting to me for me to see the level of frustration or anger they get from little things. And in the back of my mind, although I don't say it out loud, I think like, oh, yeah, that's really bad. You know, the Starbucks line was long and you're mad today. You know, right. you had to meet Summer. She's had surgeries her whole life. <laughs> Betsy, right? Yeah. So. No, I, I mean, I, I, but I think it makes us, I think it's, it's that tough mutter, you know, it's, it's yeah. that um, trial by fire that brings the fire to this part yeah. of life. So thank God you're here and you're healthy and you're beautiful. So I'm just going to take a moment and say thank you for that. Um, well, that's an interesting component of who you are. So yeah. you came up through always knowing that you had to pay attention to your health, always knowing you could be on the verge of, of real sick from, yeah. from dealing with some of that stuff. And then did you notice in your childhood, I mean, were you entrepreneurial, involved in sports? What did you do with all this life energy that you now are bringing to the world? Well. Early on, I did did sports like every other kid. And I was in soccer, ballet, tap, gymnastics, you name it. But what I really felt I was drawn to was learning. So even, so I had a, a somewhat tumultuous upbringing. So my, as I said, my parents were young. So they split up right after, uh, at about when I was six months. And it was a, a marriage with lots of strife some physical abuse. So when I grew up, I was raised somewhat by my mom, then by my paternal grandparents, and then by my dad for a couple of years, and then back with my mom. So it it was, it was an interesting and somewhat challenging childhood. Mm-hmm. And so 
I realized that I was drawn and my savior was education. I remember before I started kindergarten that I was talking to my grandfather and I would say, so I want to learn and I'd be on the carpet and I would be drawing and trying to write. And I said, when do I get to go to school? I want to go to school. And he would say, honey, you're going to get there. You're going to be there. And I I used to see my brother and cousins and they would be okay in front of the TV. And I was like, I don't want to be there. I want to be in school. And so that was my driver. That was my security. That was my safety. I loved school. And so I excelled. And so that's where I put a lot of my energy. And I knew that early on. I loved going to the library. I loved reading. And so through that, you know, when I was raised by my mom from 10 to 18, she was a single mom. And she said, you know, honey, you can do whatever you put your mind to. You can do it. But know this, I'm not going to coddle you. I'm not going to, you're going to learn this on your own. You're going to pick up that book and you're going to go ask questions and you're going to, she wasn't one of those, those snowplow moms or those helicopter moms. She was a mom that said, Hey, go out, take the bus, get to the library, do this. So I was very self-sufficient early on. Yeah. And I, everybody who's listening, who's parenting, you know, some, I think it's important to listen to these podcasts and hear the way back story. about that it is important for kids to have to work for it, right? I see that in my own daughter. It's been hard to make her work for it because it's everything pretty much is here, right? And now she's going to work for it and she's 19. So I think building those muscles when you were younger definitely came out in your favor. Well, you did get lots of education. What did you do your PhD on? Um, Because I'm always amazed by people who do a PhD. Congratulations. I know that is a huge amount of work. Yeah, it took five years. I was a military spouse at the time, right? Active duty military spouse. Well, my husband was active duty. And so we were part of that whole military family fabric. And so it took about five years when I was getting ready to graduate. Guess what? We got orders. So I knew, I knew I had to pass my dissertation oral and with my committee. And because we were getting ready to go, not just to somewhere in the States, but overseas. There you go. Yeah. And, and I also had a hysterectomy at the same time at that last year. So it was like, boom, boom, boom. Things were just coming at me. And I ended up getting my doctorate degree in clinical psychology. Great. Awesome. Well, I know all of you are sitting on the edge of your seats and you're like military spouse. Tell us more about that. Well, we're (laughs) going to go to break and we will be right back. You're listening to boost power podcast. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Wiersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. And we're back. I know you hate it when I have good people and I still take a break. I know, I know. Okay, so Summer, now people are starting to hear a little bit more about what you're doing in this world because you mentioned military spouse. So talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, one of my favorite things. Some people know this about me. I traveled the world and worked for the Air Force and the Army on bases for 10 years and 
was so blessed to work with the Department of Defense, met so many great families all over the world that I love, 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 love. So tell them all, share this secret some people might not know about being a military spouse and the life of, um, you know, commitment to a cause greater than your own. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It is a really unique culture. It is a really unique journey. And it is something that um, an experience that I wouldn't have changed. I wouldn't change for anything. So my husband, I met him actually in high school, our senior year. And I went off to college. Then I went off to some law school. Then we came, I came back seven years after we met that senior year, we got married and he joined the Marine Corps. And from there, it was 21 plus years of being in the military with my husband. We moved around the country. We moved outside of the country. I watched my husband go to war. So it was a unique experience. And what I learned from this experience was it was a challenge. One, it was a challenge. It was a challenge for me because I was a professional. My husband was a professional. We are both professionals. So every time we moved, I left a job. And that was difficult. And yet I knew that we were doing something for the greater good. And I didn't walk behind my husband. We walked beside each other. And so that was something that was really important to both of us, that we met each other's needs, both personally and professionally. And so although he couldn't help when he got orders, he was always supportive of my decisions to get a master's degree, to get a doctorate, to. So that's what I mean in regards to we supported each other and our, you know, our what what our drivers were and what excited us. And so I was there, you know, when, like I said, when I finished my doctorate and we got orders to go overseas to Okinawa, Japan. And that probably was the most impacting experience because not only did I leave the country with my husband, but I left all my resources. I left everything I knew that was familiar to me. And so then we were living on a little island and my husband had a new job. He was establishing, he went from enlisted to officer. So he was establishing himself as an officer. And that first year was a huge adjustment period because here's the thing, Betsy, I started working at 15 years old. So when we got to that island and I was searching for a job, I couldn't find one mm -hmm. because it was a small island. There were very few positions. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with myself? And I was just pulling out my hair going, I don't know what to do. And so that's when I started my own business. And it was nothing to do with my profession. It was a lamp business. It was a light business. And I started making lamps and I started creating, being more creative. So during that part of my life, I was like, gosh, I need to look at different ways of being active and creative and creating something for myself because we all need a purpose, right? And so not only did that I do that, but at the time, there weren't as many online schools as there are now, but I did find an opportunity where I could teach, where I could sit on do other doctoral boards, where I could help students going through the, their do doctoral process. So I did figure out my purpose, my goals, my vision for myself at that time, even though it may have seemed like a struggle. And I also started joining boards 
like the Marine Officer Spouses Club, because we were raising funds for military families as well as people on the Okinawan Island. So that philanthropy, being able to do that was something that was really special to me because philanthropy was something that I did from early on from as a sorority president, um, you know, just being part of community. And that was something that was really special to me. So that second year, Betsy, my husband went off to war. So I'm on an island by myself, essentially. <laughs> right. Making thinking, lamps, making lamps, making lamps, <laughs> you know, sitting on doctoral boards, teaching, <laughs> you name it. Yet he was gone. And I didn't know if he was going to come back. Right. See, and that to me, because I did have friends whose husbands came back, whose husbands didn't come back, or even if, you know, the military member was female, they came back and maybe something, you know, male or female, maybe something was happened to them there. Right. And so, you know, you just never knew what was going to happen. So that was, that was, a that was an interesting time in my life because it almost was as if there was a shared, and I wouldn't say a shared trauma, but shared angst. So maybe those folks who were serving, who were at war, were a bit anxious because they were in dangerous situations. But the military sp- spouse who's at home also is somewhat, and uh, you know, in that space too, because they're always kind of on pins and needles. Like, of course, are they going to be okay? Of course, on high alert. That's why I think you know it's the family that serves. You know, there might yeah. be one person going into the battle, but it is the family that serves. Well, from all of that, tell everyone that what you've created with core women, because what an exciting way to serve. And with your success coaching, so many exciting things. We could have like six podcasts. We might have to. We'll have a whole series. Today, Betsy and Summer are talking about just one other thing Summer achieved in the world. Oh my gosh, this is podcast number 679 of Summer has done and this one. But um, tell them about core women. So when my husband retired, we thought we were going to go back to California because that's where we were raised. And yet we came back, we ended up in out right outside of Washington, DC. So I thought to myself, what is it that I want to create for myself? What is it that I want to do differently? Because I had been working in lots of hospitals, assessing people who were suicidal, homicidal, gravely disabled, who had, you know, were impacted by real emotional issues. And so um, I thought, what is it that I want to do now? What is it that Summer envisions for herself? So I came up with the whole idea of creating a business called Core Women. And Core Women actually is with a K. And it's how we as women kinetically connect in the world. We are moving so fast and so much. How do we actually connect through that movement? How do we get to know each other? And then how do we organically learn from one another? And then how do we reshape our lives through diverse interaction? And then how do we energize one another to promote change? And all these things are really, really important to me. So then what I ended up doing is I started creating film, documentary film. So I did a a film in Los Angeles, one in New York City, one in Nashville, Tennessee, and brought women together and started having them talk about their journeys and how they connect as women and what they do and what their vision is for themselves. And it was just such a great experience. And then I started having both 
in-person and virtual seminars, bringing women together, telling their stories, sharing their goods and, and selling their goods too. So we could have vendors present. And that's what core women is all about. Bringing women together, sharing journeys, lifting each other up, being able to collaborate, share in our experiences, and maybe create other things together. So that is core women. And through that, I also am a success coach. So yeah, in, in your spare time after, <laughs> you know, I, I want to, I'm sure curing the common cold is next. I don't know. I'm just thinking <laughs> after parting the Red Sea. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> no, no. no, but thank, well, first, thank you for from the world to you because um, bringing so many diverse experiences and such um, women vigor, I like to say, you know, like, because I think I meet a lot of people that, yeah, 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 but they're waiting for somebody else to go do it. They're waiting for somebody else to organize it. And I think that's when I first met you, I just thought we were separated at birth because we've had <laughs> parallel paths. Although I've been doing the Camp Experience Network and doing the podcasting my way, you've been doing it your way. But my dream is to do those films because I really just see the need. Yeah. And so I started just one interview at a time, you know, yeah. and did those videos. So I'm so excited that we can collaborate, bring our worlds together and, uh, and help the world. So yeah. just talk a little bit about success coaching, because I think some people listening might think, well, first, I want to get involved with core women. And so at the end, we'll talk about the contact for that. Uh, but talk about I'm, I was watching some of your videos, and you talked about what is your 2.0? And right. I thought, you know what, let's cover that on this podcast. What is your 2.0? So first tell everybody about what that concept is. Then I'm asking you what your okay. 2.0 is. So I'm giving you a heads up on that. So oh, tell sure, everybody, sure. why were you challenging your network? What is your 2.0? Okay, so I think it was a few months back, there was a woman who brought this up, actually. And she said, hey, Summer, you should really have, with what you do, you should really have a panel of women who, who want to talk about their 2.0. And I said, oh, that's a great idea. So I got a bunch of women together who talked about their next step, the next part of their journey, what that looked like for them. And so that means that maybe you've had a career, maybe you've had a bunch of jobs, but what does that 2.0 or even 3.0 as you get older, maybe 40s, 50s, 60s, and you look at what you've done and you say, you know what? I'm passionate about something different. I want to explore A, B, or C. And that's what your 2.0 could be. And so that's why I talk about, hey, you're never, you're never too old. Age is just a number. So what is it that you're passionate about? What is your 2.0 look like? And so that's what that panel of women and I talked about is what their 2.0 was or is. And so like some, for instance, one of the women said, you know, I'm a professor, but you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to start a business creating granola. I love cooking, but granola is kind of messy. And so I wanted to put it into these round balls that are easy to eat, that can travel with you. You can put into your purse and guess what? She created her own granola business and is selling granola in these forms, in this form in New York City today. So great. Granola I balls. I love a granola, granola ball. Balls. I would like a purse of granola balls that would be easy to pop as and a good snack. Fabulous. Of exactly. Course they are. Of course they are. So, you know, 
that's what your 2.0 is. It's something that you're passionate about. It's something that drives you. It's a, it's a departure from maybe what you've done, but not completely. You're bringing all those skills, all those transferable skills, all your passion together, and you're applying it to something different. Yes. And your network. I think that that's the thing you and I have in common, that if you constantly are serving others and helping the give to get servant leadership style of life, you are constantly building um, new friends and new alliances. It's funny. My daughter's nanny, follow this, from years ago that babysat for my daughter, who is now 19 and a half, is now in a special events job in San Francisco, who called me got my husband, hired my husband's company in Denver. We had breakfast and now her company is providing the venue for two of our live events for me in Denver after her being the babysitter of my daughter. I mean, you know, it's like, it's 20 years later yeah, and it still works. And I know because of the beautiful integrity and the beautiful energy you bring to your network that all of your girls would love all of my girls. So we should have a big play date and get everybody together. It'll be so (laughs) much fun. Hey, um, we can go on forever. Um, But what's your 2.0, Summer? My 2.0 is core women. My 2.0 is the Life, Love, and Money show. My next step, so the Life, Love, and Money show is something that falls under Core Women. So Core Women is the umbrella of my company. And the Life, Love, and Money show is something that I started last year. And it's a live show on Instagram. And we talk about life, love, money, emerging entrepreneurship. Through that, I also became an international lifestyle writer. So we write all over the world. And lots have been published in lots of different dif- different periodicals, publications, websites. So the next step is radio. So I'd like to have a radio station or get on, be on radio. Yes, because you are awesome. I can tell about that. And my (laughs) 2.0, just because I think it's fair to share, even though I'm interviewing you, um, really is stepping into this art clothing, art on purpose, my art business, and bringing art to the world in doing art, which I think is great for your soul. So I'm teaching classes and I'm I'm actually doing an online workshop this weekend as part of somebody else's big class and then wearing art because I think that that comes from your inside out and shows your personality, whether it's calm or crazy, all the different ways to wear art, and then just being part of a creative force in the world. I think that that brings us all together and that that unleashes you know, our right brain. And who knows what's hanging in your right brain? Because there's so many great things in there. So I could talk to you for about a year. So we'll set up a thousand more podcasts and videos (laughs) together because that would be so much fun. But tell everybody how to reach you, how to find you. You can reach me at corewomen.com. You can also reach me at, let's see, what I always forget this, the life, love, and money.com. So we also have that website. So there's many, you can follow me on Instagram. Please follow me on Instagram because I, I love Instagram. You can also go to LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. So there's many ways that you can follow me. So there you go. Well, I know you have all enjoyed this play date with Summer Watson, who is a superstar, not only a podcaster herself and, and a producer of films and a philanthropist and has lived all over the world and has served our country, but is on fire for good, for mm-hmm. making people's lives work, their journeys work, all the things that are important 
to live your best life every day. And that's why we had to have our on Boost Power podcast, because you know by listening that we are here to boost you up, for you to plug in for some great stories, some new people, some positive energy, and some fun. Thank you so much for listening, and be sure you subscribe on your favorite app and tell everyone who wants a little fun and love. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, so make it a great one. And thanks again to Summer Watson, our superstar uh, guest for today. Thank you. I'm your host, Betsy Wearsburg. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging in stories from the journey of life and business. Our music is by award-winning singer-songwriter Megan Burt, and we're produced at the Cinder Sound Studios in Colorado. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, people committed to podcasts on purpose that are designed to uplift and inspire. Please subscribe to Boost on your favorite podcast platform and tell your friends to join us. Learn more, BetsyWiersma.com.